Right, hey, before we get into it today, I'd just like to thank the blokes and ladies that keep the lights on here, our sponsors. Better beer, jogging a can, winning a tin, the athlete's choice. Look, no matter what sort of beer you drink, they've got you covered. Go check out their whole range. Country Trucker Caps for keeping our domes out of the sun with all their deadly designs. TikTok Nutrition for keeping our bodies fueled with the good stuff. SP Tools for giving us the best tools for all our projects at home and on the work site. And the True Blue Aussie Bookie Blue Bet. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. Two oh one, baby. We are back with another episode of the Alpha Blakes podcast. Back to back, off two hundred. <laughs> That's right. We are back, but we are also still here because you're going to cop a bit of residual damage because we're still here from episode two hundred. <laughs> although it's two hundred one, so we are here to give the everyday battler a voice. Delete head noise, one laugh at a time. Shout out to Better Beer. Let's crack one of these. Let's do that. Little bad boys. Jog in a can. Win in a tin. The athlete's choice. Cheers, my brother. Jog in a can. Mm. Class in a glass at my place at the moment. I want to do this like Larry special thing where you come over, you have a sauna with daddy, mm. you have an ice bath. Yep. You can have a couple of mouthfuls of water. You got a skull of better beer. And then we do something illegal. And then that's the Larry special. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's just whatever. I reckon the serotonin would be up. Probably would be. Depending on what the illegal thing is. Mm. I'll fill you in. <laughs> right. <Righto. laughs> Sounds good. Uh, anyway. Anyway, along with Better Beer, we've got CTC. Mm. Head over there, thecountrycompanies.com. The big fucking knuckler has got plenty on his website to pick from, go check them out and the countrytruckercaps.com to design your own hat, whatever you want. Big or small, black or white, day or night, design it. He'll fucking make it. And if you want a discount, use the code AlphaBlokes for AlphaBlokes listeners. Discount for everything at checkout. Now, we normally get a proper true yarn from him and I hope we have one I've today. got one. We've got yeah, one. I've, I've logistically planned this, mate. Don't you worry about that. Never doubted you, Quinn. I haven't listened to it, though. <laughs> well, make sure your Bluetooth's on. Yes. <laughs> oh, good point. Two oh one. I'm already up him. <laughs> He's up him. Nah, we're connected. Don't even panic. All right, let's go. Strap in. It's time again for Knuckles' proper tree yarn. Boys, this Knuckles here calling up his uh, proper tree yarn of the week. Over in uh, Guangzhou at the moment. Anyway, uh, that's China. And I just went for a bit of walk yesterday. And um, on the corner, these coppers come up to me and they said, Ah, uh, have you seen anything unusual? I said, yeah. Fucking once seen a dolphin wearing a hat. <laughs> they said, around here? Said, no, I was back in Australia, fuckheads. It wasn't around here. There's no dolphins. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Anyway, poor up a tree yarn, boys. <laughs> Simple. Yeah, right. Eh? Well, I've personally never seen a dolphin wearing a hat, but... Probably only happened in Australia if it did happen. The weirdest thing I've seen in China. 
Go on. It wasn't even labelled as a sex store. <laughs> Pardon me. I was with my brother. He's three years younger than me. Shout out Daniel. Um, I think I have touched on this in earlier eps. Hit him. But this remote control sex doll with a USB in its neck. Like, so yeah, it must like um, have a heap of porno, like moaning sounds. It was 30 grand Australian. Whoa. And you could, like, like a drone remote, you could put one leg up at a certain position, throw the other one out at a 90 if you wanted to. <laughs> and then um, it had like, um, like self lubing bottles. You could, like, um, pull the rib cage out, like, put in the fucking Permalube. baby oil or. Lube or whatever you wanted to use. Oh. And then the USB was like all the sound effects that you wanted from your favourite um, Asian porn star or Jeez. whatever they how, do there. How long ago was that? Well, I, was, I was still an apprentice when I went over. Do you remember that? It was Just ahead of the game, John. Oh, Walk into the local here. When, when, when did we um, finish our time? 2016. 16. I think it must have been 2015. Wow. You walk into the local here and you're just dealing with butt plugs and standard dildos. No, I remember we seen they got the, the old whole bum thing. Oh yeah, yeah. The old, but yeah, gonna, but you're dealing you're with nothing like, like that. Oh, you're gonna deal with a proper. Um, you're gonna be a proper creeper if you walk out with a whole fucking latex yeah. bum. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, how, how are you putting that in a gift bag? Bum. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, bum badge and a bit of fucking. <laughs> Calf muscle or whatever. <laughs> Big smile on your face walking out. Woo! How do they pack that into a gift bag? I don't know. Probably wrap it with a big fucking... How would you carry it out if you're buying it? Oh, I'd probably run so a couple like, of gar was, bags. Like, as you know, live show, we actually went... This is how we know. We went into the store and we bought yeah. Eber, mm. um sex toys for the night. Mm. And I spotted it there and I'm going... Me dad got one. How the f- yeah, he did. I fucking, I'm One of the best yarns of the night, your old boy. Yeah. What, what what toy did I give him? Yeah, I think it was a double ender of some sort. <laughs> it was a, it was one of the girthy ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, but but I'm saying it is definitely not up to the Chinese standard of two thousand and whatever the fuck you said. Even now, it was just a random. Spot. There's nothing Too in late. there. There's nothing in there with USBs. I got my hair cut. For Camo's wedding the other day, and it was right next to one. I went in for a look because it'd just be fun to look at. There was no USB action. Hmm. There was a silicon. Here, here locally. Yeah, there was a silicon. Which, which one? Oh, I don't know. Near, yeah, oh, down here. Yeah, yeah there was, oh, a, yeah, yeah, there was went... a silicon ass, and that was it. And that was while the other boys were getting their hair cut because I was bored. Silicon ass. No USBs, no movement. What's that one in the valley near the old Susie Train fucking strip club? We used, the cabaret bar or whatever we used to call it when we were fresh 18. And they had the old, um, I said, oh, what happens behind that door? I think you're with me. We walked in, we were like fresh 18. I said, what happens behind that door? And he goes, blokes jerk off to a mirror. Oh, It must oh. have been like the peep show in the valley. Oh, Never been to that? No, we, don't, we, never, we, we just laughed and walked out, I think. There's some strange stuff that goes on, eh? Proper. 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 Property. Property. On the back of that, though, Kim, I think you being freshly back, collateral damage from 200, I think it's only fair that you pick today's yarn. 
If it's up to me, we'll get it done. All right, we'll get it done. Ready to go? Let's get them done. Boys! Chuggy, Central West Dad Kissing Country. Just wanted to chime in on a carry-on off the back of one of your episodes where you were talking about weird shit that's happened at the doctors and hospital and that. So one morning, I woke up and got up for a piss and thought, fuck me, me nuts feel heavy. So I checked them out and had a feel, and sure enough, my left baby cradle was about four times the size of me right. Long story short, went to the doctors and he sent me for an ultrasound. Yep, that's right, an ultrasound on me bags. So anyways... We goes in and this Indian fella calls me and I lay down on the bed and he instructs me to drop me dax. So here I am, on me back, boogalars and okras hanging out, looking like a button on a fur coat. <laughs> Old mate lubes up his ultrasound device and starts rolling it over me balls. Let me tell you here, she's a fucking awkward time. So after a while and a bit of small talk, this fella starts going bop 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 bop. Meanwhile I'm thinking, what the fuck? And he goes, there it is. I found a heartbeat. Anyways, I fucking lost it. So after it all settled down and after a quiet 30 seconds, this fella goes, I've got good news for you, sir. And I'm thinking, oh, beauty. What's that, cub? He goes, you're hovering twins. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yep, stitches again. Boys, I don't know what you reckon, but fuck me dead, I lost it. Probably the most funny, awkward situation I've ever been in. Anyways, lads. Just wanted to ask us about how you settled into the rules of mining in that, eh? Because I'll be fucked! It seems like you show up a young rare and a ghost stallion, and after a few years they wear you down with all their over-the-top shit, and you end up a fucked old draft horse. Anyways, leave a bit of life advice for all you mad rooters. Don't be a piece of cunt. Love your work, boys. Hoyas! Good on you, mate. I've never actually been fondled by a doctor like that. It I can't imagine it being a comfortable position to be in. No, I've had a few little checkups and shit like that, but fucking, I think it was more that um, skin cancer doctor that got me off guard that I've spoke about that before. <laughs> Lifting your mud flap up. Just lifting me forey up and fucking. <laughs> yeah. No, that would have been a bit awkward. What does he mean? He, he, he had I, twins. Well, he's two, two nuts. Two boys. Oh, it's still just two nuts. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's a, a very good point he made, though, with rocking up to a place full of energy. We've talked about it before. Trying to fix things that aren't right. And you get those old fucking trees that have just submitted their roots into the ground and like, ah, oh, fuck it, that's how it is. And you honestly, it wears down on you after years and you become one of them after a few. It's very hard to not. Like, you know, there's those few blokes who just pick the morale up like fucking... Morgan Webster, he's one of them. That, you know, when or where he goes, he's the morale booster. I try to be where I go to. Unfortunately, some of those work situations where there's those blokes who are just stuck in their ways, it fucking grinds you down until you lose that bit of pep in your step, and it's fucking shit to see. That's why having a good work crew is so important to having a good time at work. I'd much rather be doing the shittest job ever with the best cunts yep. than doing the best job ever with the shit cunts. Well, me personally, I think uh, in this town, below all the shutdowns and stuff, I probably did a lot shitter work than I did out at the mines, but yeah. it was with good cunts, yeah. I somehow enjoyed it more. Yeah. Um, I reckon the mines was pretty good on safety every 
Um, yeah. it, was, it wasn't too over the top like it is here. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever felt like I'm like, holy, we're at Rio again. Nah, man, the washplant game and that, everything yeah, it was, was pretty good. good, eh? Yeah, it was really good. And, hey, guess what? There was no fucking major injuries while I was in any of them. And it was a lot more relaxed. And I was lucky enough to work with a lot of good people, but... I think it depends on what crew you're on, where you're working. But honestly, like I said, I'll stand by that. I'd rather be on the shittest job ever with the best crew ever. Yeah. You know? So if you've got a good crew and you're thinking about greener pastures, fucking think again because it's hard to get back to a good crew like that. Yeah, fucking right. What, what else was he saying at the... Um... <laughs> there was two nuts. There was the fucking work crew. What else, Quinner? That's about it. That's about it, I reckon. Yeah, I had something on the back of it. Anyway, thanks, <laughs> mate. All right, boys. So um, we had a big Saturday night, and we've ended up back at another mate's joint on a Sunday morning. Used to kick it on there a bit. Um, he lived out the back in a caravan, had an annex on the front. So, you know, it was a good place to stop over and have a bit of a sleep if we needed to or hang out with with boys, you know. So um, anyway, we're getting into the piss on a Sunday morning after a real big night, and the boys had decided they're going back up to the shop, get a few more drinks. Me and a couple of mates will stay back there. We're looking at the nice big square of carpet out the front of the fucking NX. Anyway, I've gone, let's dig a massive hole under it, set it up as a trap. So we set it up, you know, a couple of feet deep, a few feet wide, set this trap up. The boys had come back from the bloody shops and come back with the drinks. We'll have a couple of drinks and then I've got this trap set up. One of them walks in to put them in the fridge and he just absolutely eats it, eats shit. Everyone's like laughing their heads off, rolling around. Anyway, not long later, one of the boys has decided to throw a deodorant can in the fire. As happens, we thought nothing of it. It was a massive bang anyway. Maybe 20 minutes to half an hour later, helicopter over the top of us, three or four cop cars out the front, ambulance rolling up. We've all passed it. We're like, fuck. We all jumped the fence. And I've gone to the boys. Well, they can quite clearly see us from the helicopter, so there's no point in jumping the fence. So we jump back over. We all go back and sit in, we're like, let's just go sit in the caravan. So we all walk back in the caravan. As we're walking back in, I set the trap at the front door. Anyway, we're sitting there just waiting, waiting for this punishment we're going to cop from this copper. He pulls the annex, uh, the tarp open on the annex door, and he goes to step in, and his foot just goes down, and he headbutts his pole that's <laughs> inside the annex. And he looks at us all and goes, what's the trap for? Catching rabbits? One of his mates literally looks at him and goes, nah, catching pigs. Oh. We're all trying not to laugh. We couldn't oh. stop. Yeah, I don't, oh. know. I don't know about that. I've got a couple of yarns off the back of that. We were coming home from Agnes. I won't name him. Good fella now. Now? <laughs> yep. We're driving along. Five of us in um, a dual cab ute. Cops come across. He thought he was tough in front of the us boys. He was in the middle seat on the at the back. Gave him the finger. As you were driving past, he wasn't even driving. He was in the middle seat at the back of the dual cab. You, yep. Yeah. He, he's gone. The big fucking. Uh, hey, gone. To a cop car. Oh, mate's just gone. Or whatever. Throw the lights on. We weren't speeding or anything. Spun around. Come up to the window. What do you think, you tough fella? What, what's your go? Why'd you give the finger to the cop? Yeah. I've never seen someone crawl back into a seat harder in my life. I'm going, why did, we're all going, why did you even do that? Yeah. 
I'm like, you're lucky he almost not hung over or anything. It could blow over. He blew zero, rah, rah, safe drive home. But everyone's just like, why'd you do that? Everyone's pretty silent too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mate, I've seen a similar thing and before. That, and that bloke that's at Oregon from that moment, he really grew up. Yeah. He, he was like, wow, I really learned something today. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, here's your home truth. Oh, mate, spun around. What did you do that for? Mate, I've seen a similar thing before when we've been, like, gone on a festival when Big Day Out was still a thing. And we all went down there, sort of caught up with a mutual friend of one of the boys. I've always grown up to respect people with morals and stuff, respect the police, I still do. And we were walking along with this dude we didn't really know. Group of people, we're all drunk, like being at the room, cruising out to go out, having a good time. And we're walking past the police and he just goes, fuck cops with us. There's like five of us. And I just went, are you kidding? Oh, mate, spun around, come fucking questioned us all and shit. And I was just standing there the whole time like, fuck this. And walked on and said, cunt, if you do that again, just get the fuck away from us. Like, what the fuck was that about? Like, there's certain things that happen that's, that's no good and that. But at the end of the day, man, respect them. Because if you fucking do shit to them for no reason, then of course you're going to get targeted. That's but right. It's like anyone who does that shit, it's like trying to show off in front of your mates and that. No, no, no. Fuck that. No way. Yeah, copped it a couple of times similar to like you said. And people like that. I do not hang around. No. Well, you draw you, attention to yourself. You look at uh, after UFC and Sydney, we'll stand way over the back trying to figure out which after party we'll go on to. Mm. If we're allowed into the Better Beer one, we'll um, wait for Callum to come up and grab us. Biggest fucking blue oh, kick, yeah. kicked off oh. you've ever seen outside of the UFC. On the tarmac, all the right police come in, broke it up, bit of blood, banter, rah, rah, they've all come off. We've finally walked over. Met up with Callum, and uh, one of the right squads got a fucking selfie with Tom. Yeah, mm. fan of the big, show. Big fan of the show, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Come up and said, "Hey, mate," and I'm thinking, "Fuck, what have I done?" <laughs> you know, because like I said, always respect the legends. Yeah. He goes, "Mate, love the show. The whites, the right squad loves you. I get a selfie, and I'm like, "Fucking oath, brother." <laughs> got a photo with him. Oi, I'm friends with every one of their good cunt. Cops, well, I anyway. just couldn't believe it because it was a very big blue. It, was, it proper kicked off. Yeah. yeah. Three minutes later, hey, we're getting selfies. <laughs> hey, mate, love the show. Can I get a photo? The right squad loves you. I'm like, fucking copy that, champion. Let's get a photo. I think it's just an eye-opener for us because, like, Gladstone, obviously the cops have got a bit on here in town, but mm. Sydney, that's another oh, level. Another level. When we're in that hotel, we've stayed in that same region a few times now. Just at night, you get woken up by the sirens. There's a bit on in that city. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I uh, yeah, respect people that live in those hard areas. Yes. I definitely don't want to. Got enough walking to lunch from the studio here with cunts fucking holding their wallet on with fucking, <laughs> you know, 20 mil chain. Let <laughs> alone 12 year olds with a knife at a w- server. Western Sydney. But yeah, anyway, respect coppers. Don't be fuckwits. I've just realised Cam has the wrong hat on. Oh. <laughs> I'll get him a hat. Get him Two a hat. Two o one. Go get him a <laughs> yep. hat. Get me a hat. I'll, I'll play the yarn and I'll get that. Right, play yeah. the yarn. Get him a hat. Right, you fucking snot goblin whores, listen to this. Got a bit of a carry on. I was out the other day on Mitchell Street in Darwin. I needed a piss. Worked into the pub. It was going off. It was jumping. We were having a fucking fat time. 
walked into the toilet block and this is one of them toilet blocks that's got the individual piss troughs. So not one of those big fucking steel things we used to piss into preschool. Well, one of the individual ones. There's no one else in there. I thought, you fucking ripper. Went down to the left corner. There's about six individual ones. No one else in there. I thought, straight down the left corner. Fucking far away from the door. Beauty. There we go. It's out. I'm fucking doing my business. I'm looking down, visualising success. And then through the door stumbles this cunt. And I'm going to call him Peter. Don't know his fucking name, but he come across as a Peter. So he fucking stumbles over. Straight to the trough next to me. I thought, fuck, here we go. We've got a weird cunt. Anyway, it's all good. Just said doing my thing. And I looked down. Keep looking down. Didn't look at him. And fucking in comes this fucking streamy yellow piss on a 45 degree angle. Straight across my stream of piss in my oh. fucking cubicle. Oh, fuck. I'm ropeable. So I didn't even, didn't even look. Didn't even turn. Just looked up. Looked this cunt in the eye. I fucking cracked him right between the eyes. He dropped like a fucking watched bed sheets. I folded this cunt. That's a pretty big achievement for me. And this cunt's laid on the floor. Finished me thing. Put me little fucking snag away, walked out, said to the security guard, I was like, you better go and sort that fucking troglodyte out. He's got a bit on that cunt. So anyway, I fucked off and that was it. Out into the night, I'm gone. Anyway, boys, I'll leave you with this one. So, Blonza just rang us with the fire fucked out of him, and I only fuck rangers now for the simple fact that if there's rust on the roof, there is water in the basement. <laughs> Righto, boys, ride them hard and put them away wet. Toodle-doo. <laughs> Holy fuck. He's cross-threaded old mate because he's cross-streams, I think. Is that, is that accurate? I think so, yeah. Pretty aggressive. Yeah. Like, Probably would not recommend knocking a bloke out if they cross streams with you. No. You like, know, I'd, I'd be a bit off him too, but I mean... You wouldn't knock him Physically out. assaulting him probably. I can't condone it. That's all no. I'm saying. No, we've all been there, but one chat I want to have, when you are bluing and it's got to that stage where you can't control yourself and whatever, you know some of the most awkward yarns is after old mate's laid off, uh, laid out, it's mm. like, always it's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, like there, there has to be a section or a, something we could talk about. Not that we want to encourage it, but I'm going, some of the most awkward things you've heard once they're knocked out. Well, I remember saying to my I fucking told you, mate. But, <laughs> you but know, the like, problem, how to make it easier? I'm going, oh. The problem is. People going, sorry, mate, but fuck me. You know what I mean? It's fucking hard, though, because, like, the one punch can kill thing. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's great. It's an important thing as in like um, you don't just want to result in punching someone because you've seen diggers get knocked out, knock their head on the gutter blind and get killed and that. But at the same time, back in the day or whatever, you hear the old boys tell stories mm. where old mate's a real lippy fucker. He'll just trout off to everyone, the one bloke in the club picking fights all night. Someone will have enough and just go, but knock him out and then he might learn his lesson or something. There's the negative side of the one punch can kill thing, which, by the way, I like the fact that there's not all those things where no, everyone's just throwing definitely. punches. Yeah. I think it's good. But the only negative of it is everyone knows that now and they're just lippy as fuck. So, like, barking off all night because they know there's cameras there and no one's going to drop them, you know, which... which but in our yeah. old boys' day, do you reckon there was ever the chat when you're having a conversation with someone when they go, let's go outside... Prepared to yeah, yeah. our old boys' day when they're going, don't worry about going outside, bruss. Let's just sort it out in the venue here. Yeah. Do you, right. do you reckon that's a, a an age gap like um thing? Like, yeah, I don't let's know. Let's just go outside or do you reckon that's always been the case? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it, I, I thought the old go outside thing was the olden day thing. Like, let's go sort her out outside. Yeah, one. I thought so too, but because of the cameras and everything, I'm going, yeah, do I don't you, know. Do you remove yourself? I, mate, to be honest with you, I'm a fan of not having to worry about going out now and some hero wanting to just knock you out in a nightclub because there is cameras. That's a good side of it. Amen. But, but, and, and which is good, being able to go out and know that some hero is not just going to blindside you because they know they're going to get caught on camera. But the only negative, negative of it is, you know, those lippy blokes don't get taught a lesson and they'll come and fucking do that sort of shit, cross streams with you and do all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Good yarn, but definitely don't condone knocking a bloke out for crossing streams. <laughs> you know? Isn't that your biggest yarn ever um, in Gold Coast? Not from you, obviously, but um, defending uh-huh. defending um, a few of the boys back in the day. Oh, that was one of the biggest blues we ever got in. Mm. Was yeah. that a big day out? Yeah, yeah, that was off the end of the big day out. Sometimes it's better off just to go home. Well, that's like, what I think. I, I think of, like, America. If you're staying to the ugly lights turn on, what are you achieving that's positive when you walk out from that nightclub? Mate, we... And not even America. Imagine, like, place we've been now. I'm going, your ugly lights in Brisbane, Sydney. Well, I, I get the stage now where Rocky, I'm like, Gladstone. if I can see some potential and a bit of fun, I'll go there. But if it's just going there because we should, because we're here and there's nothing really going on, then something trouble's going to happen. Like, learned that lesson before. We went to Big Day Out. After that, went to this nightclub just because we were standing out the front going, oh, well, it's last night. We should probably go... Mm. Went in there, not going to go into the big details of it, but ended up, my hand was puffed up like a thing. Old mate's face didn't even have a mark on it. Everyone else, you know, including me, had a couple of marks on the head and we're going, well, probably shouldn't have done that. So, you know. My my biggest laughing stock is um, a joke me and my mother have. She goes, "Go go home when you're having fun. And I always laugh going. Like in front of everyone, like the family and that, going, fuck, I'm having a good time. Better go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah but, yeah. but now it's sort of sunk in, going, go home when you've achieved it, but before the drama kicks off. But it's hard when places close at midnight or one o'clock. I feel like if oh, it closes, definitely. I feel like if it closes at three and you're having a big one, like if you're set in for a big one and someone closes at three, I'll happily go, I've had a ripper. It's getting close to the cutoff time. Yep. If something closes at midnight, I'll skip the taxi right. If something closes at midnight, I am in my prime of the night, and I'm keen to keep going. And what are we doing? And that sort of thing. I don't, I don't just, think I've recovered from Canada. I'm at two o'clock. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that, that well, seasoned me. I'm like, yeah. Well, even two because you go, you get like, say, you get to the main spot you're going to stay at ten thirty, eleven, stayed or two. Yeah. In one premise. Mm. Let's get the fuck out of there by three. Yeah. Like, yeah sure. Well, like I did like the um, Ellie Beach part where you peel out at 5.30, the sun's coming up, oh. grab Macca's brekkie, Mate, head back me... to the backpackers, or go down to the lagoon for a swim. I do, I do that's really enjoy, I do en- enjoy those times. Yeah, but that's 18 to 22 That's stuff. right, that's right, yeah. You know, which... Get into and your I'm work glad there. I've done it, but oh, like, me too. That was great, but now that just makes me feel fucking crook in the guts. Yes, <laughs> like, but in saying that too, up at Barn we had a great time, but like the pub sort of shuts at twelve up there, like the main thing to go to. And I'm like, I'm with you. Two o'clock, I'm sweet, but twelve, that's 
you know, that's when I'm proper hit me peak. Yeah. I'm ready for two hours of peak. Well, it was like Thailand when we went over there. We wouldn't wake up till one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And then we'd go through till seven, eight in the morning and then like sleep to one and there was nothing open until like, I don't know, maybe lunchtime. Yeah, so it wasn't any point being awake at that time. No, that's right. And there was no shops or yeah, stuff yeah. open. You'd go do a tour and stuff like that, but that was about it. Yeah. Right, Quinna. <laughs> you probably haven't got three yarns from the fucking people today. <laughs> Hit it. Tom, Cam, Quinn. Fuck the poo. <laughs> First time listener, long time caller. Just wanted to call up and say you guys are doing us all proud. Killing the podcast. Um, deleting head noise, absolutely. Giving us inspiration. And that um, that gave me the courage to uh, go to my boss. And I said, mate, I deserve the big dollars. I've been working hard and you oversee me all the time. And he said, mate. What are you willing to fucking do for the fucking money? And I said, (laughs) Peace out, Girl Scouts. Have you ever in your career asked for a pay rise? Like, I've always told people, oh, go ask. Like, I've been guilty of that. Have you ever, in our position, what we did over the years, did you ever go, I want more money? No, because whenever I did something, it was like, if you're a fitter, you got this much. And then when we were in the wash point game. Yeah, they we were like, in a bit of a weird position. No, well, when prepared, we were in the... Prepared to stay in at one place for like a certain amount of years. But it was more when we were in the wash point stuff, it was like as soon as you could do more things, like if you were signed off to load trains, if you were signed off to like load trains on the dozer, yep. in the loader, your wash point competencies, your control room, all that stuff on the loader... If you got them all, you got a pay rise. So it gives people incentive to go and fucking learn them, do your fucking logbook and shit. And I'd just haul ass on the logbook because I'm like, oh, well, get more money if you fucking hook in. So I hooked in, got more money. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's why it was never like you just cruise around and ask for a pay rise. It's like, well, if you do these things, you get more money. Yep. So did those things, got more money sort of thing, you know? Yeah. But no, I was never in a position where it was like you had to ask to stay there or something like that. No, I think I was a bit the same, but when I got to the point where I'm like, oh, maybe I think I'm worth more, I asked for a leadership role. Yeah. Like, can I be leading hand on this next shot? Yeah. Can I be supervisor on this next shot? Yeah. And then if they accepted me, that's obviously when your pay goes up. But no, it, I feel a bit guilty saying to people, oh, yeah, I'll ask for more money. I'm guilty of it for my own wife when she was in a position – in an office job, I'm going, just ask for more money. But I'm going, I've never done it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've it's, never... it's like different positions, but you, I, I was, I'm sorry, but I, yeah, I was guilty of just going, ask for more money. I think if you were in a position where like when the, um, the island project was on in Gladstone and in the same town, there was this project offering fucking crazy amounts of money. I think that's when you'd be in a position at your full-time job to keep you on as a good employee. You could be in a position to ask for more money. But I feel like if it's like you sign that contract to earn that amount of money at the start and then it was like your job and you're still doing the same job, unless you're doing more than what you signed up for, it's like, oh, well. You know what the uh, biggest thing that shipped me out of that whole situation? What's that? We're still doing, it, doing our apprenticeship, right? 
So we never had the opportunity to go and do what everyone else is doing. But the industries that said, hey, if you leave and go to the island, you will not get a job back here. Hmm. Which I think is half fair. Hmm. But five years past, like three or four years past after it all done, all those blokes are back there. Oh, and, and, and the poor blokes that were scared about it and had a mortgage and all that stuff. They yeah, could the have gone that, off and earned the money yeah. and then next minute I'll make back on crew crew with him. Yeah, the ones that stayed loyal because of the... But uh, that's probably how we act. Like, we'd take that risk and then just see what happens. But back in the day, man, I wouldn't have been the one to risk that because you go, oh, it's a permanent job. Like, that's the way you groan and rage. You go, oh, it's a permanent job. But then job. you could turn around and go, it. I could have my house paid off. It's, it's a five-year project. I could have my house paid off in a year. And we go for a massive holiday afterwards and like yeah. a lot, you, you remember when we did our apprenticeship, there's blokes putting two and a half grand through the pokies. Oh, ridiculous. And not even blinking. And we're first year apprentices. Well, it's one of those things where like a lot of people do have a full-time job. They love it and fucking good on them. But like some people get a full-time job and they like the way we've brought, we got brought up here. And getting a trade in that, it's like, oh, you got a full time job, don't fucking lose it, mate. Like rah yeah. rah. Yeah. And it's and it is good for some people and stuff like that, but that full time employment means that you're full time there until they don't want you anymore. If they you, want you're if they don't, just a number. Well, if they want you gone, they'll come up with a reason to get rid of you. You know? Yeah. And and it's fucking I don't know. It's it's a hard one when it comes to that. Like you said, that a lot of when the island was here, like obviously companies locally couldn't afford to pay people that amount of money. So they had to try and say like oh, oh, those sort of things. You understand where they were coming from. But like you said, allowing those people back after they've gone and just cleaned up for a bit, it would have been a kick in the nuts for the lads who stayed Stuck loyal. around and Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Without getting into that too, Duke. No, no. I just wanted to mention it because We'd seen that. Yeah, hundred percent. Throughout the town, we didn't really. It sort of. We didn't really get the chance to go over there and get the. Big and that's bucks. why we come out of our apprenticeship at the worst time because the all the um, three gas plants that got built in construction ended. It was like that oh. April May part. People were getting their pink slips there. Like, sorry, people got their pink slips January. Oh, November, the whole time. But right when we come out, we come out at the worst time well, ever. Well, that's why I had to start as a TA. Yeah. Just get got me fitters ticket, started as a TA at a, a uh, shutdown. But did it because I was like, oh, well, see how I go. Put the tools in the car. A fitter left. I said, fucking, I got my tools in the car, Joe. Pay me as a fitter, I'll be a fitter. Got to put her on the resume and there she was. Where there would have been heaps of cunts that went, oh, I'm a fucking fitter. I'm not going to be a TA. Don't be a hero, you know. No, in those crazy times, and I, I did the opposite. I had obviously I had a bit of money there, and I was going right. Let's go to Thailand, come back for a week. Like, let's go to Bali, <laughs> and yeah. then I pretty much did a four month bender. Yep. And uh, thanks to you, I got onto a shutdown. Pretty much because of you. Yep. Uh, a few of the boys did because of you. And then fucking we went to Canada for seven months. Fucking up. And we had the coin there to Look do after it. the boys. And we got the email. You went back, what, two weeks before me? Yep. You got the email first, I think, to say, yep. come back on this shutdown. I got it a week later. Then I flew home. I'm going, right, eh? 
Train Keep it back out. Four weeks, 12 grand, night shift, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Thanks, Canada. Let's go be space cadets at this fucking shutdown. Yeah, 15 <laughs> bucks an hour to fucking 60, 70. <laughs> Shout out to that. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Tommy, Quinny, Cam, or oh, fucking. Pooey poo. I don't know who the fuck's there, but <laughs> what I just want to tell you is about the fucking month I've had. Hit us. And uh, more specifically on the piss. So it was my 21st. 21st month because it's never just fucking one night. Fucking first night of that month was, uh, sorry, first Saturday of that month was fucking going out for my 21st. P- uh, puked, uh, pissed myself. <laughs> Copy. Uh, yeah, great, great start. <laughs> Got fucking sent home. Mrs. was not happy. Next weekend, puked on myself again. Weekend after that, my footy team, which have not played final since 1995, fucking got knocked out of the final, so I drank myself silly, silly with a bottle of Kraken. Not smart. Fucking mum and dad gave me a hiding the next day. So uh, I've done, I've gone and... Sorted myself out and I'm doing Sober October, cleaning up my act a bit, maybe fucking lose a few kgs for summer. Yeah, had a bit more, but it was irrelevant, so I cut it out. Yeah, cover. I left this in because what do you reckon's bigger, 18th or 21st? I think 21st because you're seasoned. Yeah. I don't know, my... A little bit wiser. My 18th was memorable. My 21st was more memorable because of the drama. Which we'll probably cover both our twenty first right now. I think I think eighteen's the eighteenth is hard and fast, and every fucking unit's asleep by about ten thirty. Yep. And then twenty first, you've been on it for a few years. You've entered the B pro- game, and then you probably last till one. <laughs> and that's back in the day. What do we do for your twenty first? Uh, I was so, shocking. I was, <laughs> yeah, that's I remember Tom's twenty first. Eighteen and twenty first, we were out at the oldies place. And we had a mechanical bull both years, and everyone just rolled the swags out, and we fucking got on yep. it. Yeah, you didn't come to my twenty first. I put a bloke back in jail on my twenty first. Back in jail. Yeah, remember that? I took the boys up to um, Early Beach. I drove Mum and Dad's 200 Series, got straight into it, went out. uh, Mum Africa's boom, great aircon and boom. Anyway, Benny Marsh, shout out to him. Good lad. He was with us. Never been in the blue in his life. I'm going, oh, I didn't think this cunt could fucking have blue. Oh, mate, knocked his hat off. Come out the front. He sort of said, why'd you knock me hat off and rah, 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 and I'll make his lip enough. He buried him. <laughs> Benny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, well, don't like, knock heavy, his hat heavy, off. Heavy hands on the bloke. Yeah, right. It's always the quiet ones, eh? Hey? You don't want to yeah. mess around with. So that happened. We moved across to the street. Mum Africa's wouldn't get in because the, obviously the two-way yeah, radios yeah. are all linked up. Magnum's boom, Mum Africa's. Broke up a domestic violence thing near the kebab shop. If you know the place on the way down to Magnums, we're staying at Beaches or I think, no, I think we were staying at Magnums. So broke that up. And obviously, you know how the girl going, you start getting into old mate, it was 
like pretty wild back then. Like yeah, got yeah. into old mate, and then she's attacking you because you're getting into old mate. But she, he was getting into her. It was a weird situation. <laughs> we'd had we'd, we'd had we'd had dramas. I think I've told this before. We've had we've had dramas up the street with a couple of other fellas earlier on in the night. And we've sat at Macca's, got bre- <laughs> got brekkie, because, you know, where Macca's is, Magnum's, like the tourist shop, and then there's McDonald's. I've sat down on the park bench, and um, two blokes have walked over and goes, oh, yeah, that's him, and they pointed to me. And I've got a cheeseburger and half a Coke. And um, he's gone to swing at me in his miss, and I said, oh, well, you can have the rest of me Coke. Like, just like oh, tip flick, tip, flicked him in the face. And um, he's... Throwing a punch and sort of missed, and I think I got maybe two on him. And the security guard from Macca's has come in and sort of like bear hugged him. My little brother at the time, he was must have been 18 as well. Still he, is your little brother, though. He still is my little brother. Jumped yeah. off the um, picnic table, went to kick the bloke in the head. Lucky, <laughs> lucky he didn't. Clean missed. His legs going up, and he's just flattening himself back on the tiles. So oh. you, you stay there. <laughs> and, um, he must have got back into it and old mate had me collar and he pulled me down and the security guard's there and I've somehow got out of the way and the security guard's popped his head over the, the like over in front of him and old mate's hit the security guard and knocked his teeth out. Oh. Well it's same bloke you coked. Hit yeah, with yeah, coke. said coked and then like got into him, got to the ground, he had me collar. The Daniel done his thing. <laughs> And um, I moved out of the way and he's punched up and hit the security guy's two teeth out. Cool. So this bloke had just got out of jail that day in Mackay or somewhere in that region. He's gone to Ely Beach with his mates or mm. whatever. And um, I got back to the me, where I did my apprenticeship and I had to sit on um, phone court one day. I had to go home early. Oh, true. Like as a witness because I made – like done all this dental damage yeah, to old right. mate. And he like never landed a shot on me. He got arrested that night. Fucking hell. And I'm like doing like a phone interview on court. And um yeah, he went back to jail for a fair stint. Jesus he didn't Christ. have the money to pay for old mate's dental bills. But yeah, that was like me twenty first the first Thursday night. Well, fucking hell, that's a bit more eventful than my twenty first. I think we've we've probably covered it earlier on. Not that extensively. Yeah. That was good. No, I, but I yeah, no, you're 21st. I um, we always joke about your uncle pulling me up by the scruff of the head. <laughs> yeah, and Cambodian hooked in early, passed out down the flats, but he was face down, so there's no dramas, you know. You don't want to let a bloke go on their back, passed mm. out, because they'll choke in their own spew. Cambodian down in a melon hole, face down, he's good, you know. But the Wait. uncle looking after all the youngins <laughs> went over to the Cambodian. He had long hair then, just picked him up by the hair, checked he was breathing. <laughs> Give him a swill of water. I don't know if he gave him a swill or not, and then just dropped him back down. He's good. <laughs> no, he's picked. I, I remember it clear as day. He's picked me up. He's Mount Franklin me with a squeeze, and then he's giving me a sip, like wake up, cunt, and then get that India. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was a placid bloke. It was good. And then, but the only non-placid part, he just I was about half a meter off, and he just dropped me. Yeah, probably wake you up. Put me bit. back to sleep. Yeah. But no, that was the days. Bloody oath. I would have liked being on a, like a fly on the wall in the Maccas there, you coking him, 
and then him just going nuts. That's fucking wild. You don't really see that much anymore, and that's what we were saying before about it is good how the culture changes and people just don't punch on at the drop of a hat anymore because you don't want to go out having a good night and worry about some fuckhead like that that's just going to go nuts on you. Well, I think we did it all because we uh, Glasson ended up climbing the charts proper because of the three construction <clears throat> Oh, the yeah, amount of blokes it's... in the one place pissed like that, man, it's, yeah. Yeah, we walked out a few nights at Bolligan Dune Street. You look up, there was undercover cops, just everyone blowing. We mm. got, what did we get? We got in the top ten for alcohol-fueled violence in Australia. Yeah. It through that period, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. It sort of, a lot of the times it sort of made you not really want to go out. But we're in that stage of your life where that's what you did. You know? Oh, we didn't know any better. We're going, oh, it's fine. We're 18. We can go out and have a drink with the boys. And yeah. Thirsty Thursday used to be good. We sort of don't really realise till now in what you do now and how good it is, how probably fucked it is. Well, how fucked it was, sorry, back then. And you go, fucking hell, it shouldn't be like that. Between clubs, like you sort of, instead of just walking to the next one, having a laugh and that, you're sort of walking going, fuck. That's why I'm not proud of it. I've probably 25, so I won four. Gibbo, I'm coming for my next win, number five. Number five. There you go, Gibbo, get that in you. Well, they reckon, Quinno? Uh, I was just saying that it was around that 2013 time. I'm not getting yeah. any stats or anything. If you put in alcohol-fueled violence and we keep talking, we'll try, yeah, we'll throw another yarn on, but yeah. Yeah. When was it, it was fucking loose. It couldn't, because obviously the ratio I think we was, made, what's that page that does the shit list? The town shit list? Oh, shit towns of Australia. No, but yeah, yeah this pretty was sure actually an alcohol-fueled violence Actually, list. I think we hit the most recent shit towns of Australia one, Quinno. Look up shit towns of Australia. I'm pretty sure when we were in Bowen, one of the boys goes, I think Barb said, oh, hey, Gladson's at the top. There was a fucking pretty wild one. Oh, really? Big yeah. announcement. We used to hit the top heaps back in the day when the old island was on. I thought these guys were done. Oh, they fucking might be. It might have been back in the day. You know what used to confuse me? I'm going, what? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Look at this. Fucking get this into you. Quinn, I read that. Number one, Gladstone. I love these, by the way. These guys do a good job. <laughs> this is a day ago. Power <laughs> rankings. Number one, Gladstone, Queensland. Gronk jailed after deliberately crashing car being driven by his pregnant partner and bashing random driver with fire hydrant cover. That definitely deserves number one. Hmm. Who's uh, up next, Tasmania? Ing typical. Ingham, Queensland, number eight. Man fined 5K for punching and kicking ATM that swallowed his back up. <laughs> Oi, I feel for that, that is, Yeah, that's <laughs> just a bloke having a bad night. Oi, I, mine got swallowed at Agnes one time, man. I was a bee's dick off doing that. Agnes could have been on that chart. I fucking hate that. What else we got there? That's So what's that, eight? What do we got? Kingston, Tasmania, number two. Drunk woman kicks, bites, and chokes 16-year-old girl because she thought she was filming her. Oh, that uh, filming thing can really set people off, eh? Yeah, don't I, film I, people. I, yeah, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it was that big Oi, of a deal. Cam, this is for you. Number five, Showwater Bay. Low-flying choppers trigger horny croc fuck fest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bruno, you need to see if that's real. What do you Low mean? What do you mean? low they're getting the crocs involved. Low flying chopper causes croc fuck fest. That's a Cambodian news story if I've ever heard one. A croc fuck fest. So you tell me. Crocodile sex bananas. A raven R44 <laughs> has caused an orgy. Here we between go. a couple of crocs. Crocodile sex bananas are triggered by a low flying Chinook in Australia. Chinook. Oh, Chinook. yeah, from 
Yeah, that's up that way, like where they accidentally the triggered army, a giant show, show water. Yeah, accidentally triggered a giant orgy. What? Exactly what it is about low flying helicopters, I guess crocodiles of the mood isn't known for certain, but it appears to mimic one of the natural cues these animals use to know when it's time to get it on. Yeah, uh, which sits close to the show water bay training area in Rocky. Yeah. All the big males got up and roared and bellowed at the, bellowed up at the sky, and then the helicopters left. They made it like mad. Crock on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Actually, on the back. No of wonder that, you want your chopper license, you horny fuck. On the back of that, Quinn, you might have to look it up, and we'll get yeah. on to the next call. But um, Steve Irwin's son, Robert. Robert. Mm-hmm. Steve Irwin discovered this turtle back in the day, like a freshwater turtle. Turtle, sorry, mm-hmm. and Robert's. Um, they finally rehatched this one breed. They bred it. Bred it, yeah, yeah. And the first one in the world. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I saw an Instagram story. Here so, we go. And he, and he got pretty emotional, old Robert. He started to really look like Steve too. I, I'd love to meet the bloke. I'd love to have a chat with him. That'd be a great yarn. It'd be a, it'd be a great yarn because I think if you said to me, who's the top Australian of all time, it's fucking Steve. Oh, Steve, Steve Irwin's Irwin. up there. Steve Irwin. Shame yeah. worn, fucking like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 100%. Um, one of the highlights of my entire life, Robert Owen breeds red turtle named after his late father, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin's fun, Robert celebrated breeding a rare turtle named after his late father. Uh, he's only 19, Robert. I thought he was a bit older. This is one of the highlights of my entire life, one of the most special moments ever for Australia Zoo. That's crazy. Hey? Do you reckon this species D- is a turtle that, that dad, dad originally, originally discovered out in the wild, and yep. for the first time, we've got a little baby? So surreal the stories with from dad about how beautiful they are. Dad would be stoked with it. I think the moment for me when he like he did get emotional, he goes, "Dad would be pumped." Yeah, and I don't know that got me. I'm going, "Fucking hope he would." Mate. I think I've got to admit early on, like Steve was Steve, and he never seemed like he was um, he was trying too hard to be what he was because that was Steve. Yeah, and I struggled with. Robert, at a real early age where a kid would be being a kid, I suppose, acting like he was 25, all, all being that same with, yeah. yeah, sort of, it was like it was a bit put on, but I think as he's going now and he can do his own thing now, but he's still choosing to follow his dad's footpath and that, I think it's sort of like you're starting to respect it a bit more for him following, doing what his dad wanted to do and stuff like that, where early on it just seemed a bit like when he was like 14, and he's talking like his dad and that. I was a bit like, oh, let the bike do what he wants to do. But I it seems like the, he's really passionate about it. I felt the exact same way. And that video um, today, I only see it today, um, changed me completely. I'm going, holy, you're taking your own take on it. Mm. No, that's good. And, and obviously he would have been <clears throat> forced into that lifestyle. That's exactly right. He had a – going through puberty Which I think too, what, like, I agree with Tommy. Yeah. Like through that 14 years, he's probably – Putting it on a bit just mm. to get. Well, whatever. he would have felt a lot of pressure, man. Like after oh, losing Steve, fucking I. Yeah, that's especially during puberty, like growing up. I, just, I suppose. How, I did how never... old was he when um, Steve passed but, away? But I mean, you'd never, I'd never ever blame him or put shit on him. But it was like it was more the whole serious thing around him. Like if people were saying you got to do this or make sure you really put energy into it. But I feel like he's old enough now to be like, this isn't really my thing. But it seems like he's really. Getting into it and oh, fucking following oh. it on, and it's like, well, you got to respect him 
for giving it a crack and following his Even if he's not massive on the animals, just that video of like maybe being proud of it. Just a turtle and doing that for dad. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do everything. Yeah. He doesn't have to match him or whatever. Just would have been three or four. Yeah, that's crazy, eh? Yeah. Three or four. Because, like, yeah, I was, I still remember the day. I think it was. 100%, Wednesday, man. I knew exactly where I was. Yeah. Walking walk to the car to get picked up from school. Never forget the day. Yeah. Steve Irwin died, Shane Warne died. No, the exact spot that I was in for both of them. And you know what's the crazy thing? I, well, we had this chat over at Northwest, and everyone told me their moment where they knew. Every Australian who's full on Australian and into the culture and stuff like that knows where they were when those two people died. That, that was crazy for me because. Name a couple of other people. Oh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's pretty weird, eh? You don't, and that's the thing about, um, you don't know where your time's up, you know? No. So, yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. Shout out to Steve Irwin. Fucking fucking good cunt. Crikey, mate. Put him on the fiver. We're on the G ups. Put put him on the fiver. Let's G up. Mm, Boys. How we going? I've got a uh, yarn for you. Yeah. Yeah, the young fella was here with me too. You can, he's proof of fucking truth. Driving past the uh, Etna Creek prison just yesterday. and Yeah, I know, mate. And um, I, I looked over. I seen this fucking... This, this, this midget climbing down one of the buildings. And... Um, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say midget. That's a little condescending. <laughs> Bye. I love being a dad. <laughs> Old Ekna. I heard they were doing Ekna. Ekna. Did yeah. you miss Ekna. the fuck Ek- out of that or what? No, no, I, I love that. That was prom. <laughs> the joke, yeah. A little midget. It was condescending down the... As in a con that's descending. <laughs> I did. Yeah, he got it. I got it. He did get it. Oh, he got it. No, sorry, my my brain went just straight to this. That's fair enough. I do that very often, mate. Yeah, the, uh, the drone drop drop offs they were doing there for a bit. Ooh, yeah, yeah, they were doing. Geez, that's going digital. I thought they should just bore out a tennis ball, chuck all the shit in there, and then peg it over the fence. Yeah, but you might get seen. But now they're well, not now. I reckon they, dr- they got onto it pretty early. I think, but they were doing the old corner yard drop off. Now, I might the, with the drone. I reckon. This might be controversial, but I reckon a, a tennis ball swiftly thrown over a fence would draw less attention than a fucking drone drop off. It's more of a big day out <laughs> stereo thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm no, in no, a prison fucking coming over the fence. But you think about it, you're not going to get close enough to throw a tennis ball off. You're going to be getting seen driving down the road. With well, I've never car. really scoped out Etna, but I know what you mean. Have you drove past it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, wild, I haven't like wild joiner, I haven't like mm. prison braked it though, and fucking thought, how would I get gear into it? No, no. <laughs> so I've just drove past, just going, oh, there's the old jail. Can't judge you on that either. Oh, I that's haven't. right. Never planned to go there either. Heck no. Heck no. Got a few mates on there. <laughs> Don't have their mates anymore, but I uh, went to form class with them in English and maths. Let's shout out to Prevok. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you now, though. That's fucking right. Mm. They weren't great, mate. So just oh, a couple of bikes, good bikes. Oh, oh, there's been some good mates. Just made mistakes. Mm. Yep. We all have. All right, moving on. 
Boys, Quinny, hey. I've got a bone to pick with you, my friend. Oh. Fucking pate shit, you reckon? Righto, sunshine. It's a fucking battle royale. Johnny Austin. Let's fucking go. You and me, head to head. Barn me versus bang me, fucking barn me. I'll fucking shove that avocado right up your ass so it squeezes out your fucking eye of your cock and you're using it for fucking toothpaste. <laughs> right, I had to bloody pull over. A cop on a crotch rocket is giving me the bloody stink eye because I'm yelling at my phone, spitting all over my windscreen like a fucking demented camel. Now, because I'm a gentleman of the food fighting arena, I will give your bloody avocado a crack at the title this weekend and I will Ooh. report back if it will, in fact, blow wind up my arnie skirt. On to the renaming of the Bang Me Bar Me. The bang me bar me simply means my bar me is so fucking good you want to bang me afterwards. So just remember, you can call any bar me bang me as long as it's fucking cracker. Now, the next time your missus has had your bar me, look her in the eye and say, this is why it's called the bang me bar me. See how she re- bloody reacts. I um, You're going to back me up here, Kim? Yeah. <laughs> Once he tries the avocado and replaces the, the pat, pate, it's bang me daddy. Oh. I'm keen to see how he actually says it because, look, i got a lot but of respect I'm, for Johnny I, Alston. I do. I have massive respect for him. I've mentioned him probably the last 10 episodes. I don't know how many times we've mentioned Mate, him. Mate, I used his rub in the old yeah, peanut poppers love- the other day. He does a great job. but So that's why I'm so keen to see him try the avo and give his honest opinion because that's one thing you know about him. If he goes, that wasn't as good, he'll go, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect a bloke that sticks to his ways. Yeah, 100%. And we love that. But he's um, giving it a go. His pork belly burnt ends doing the same thing in a roll without the crackling, but that's got to be a game changer. What's I up? love the crackling. Like doing like um, smoked yeah, yeah. pork belly burnt ends in the same thing with the pickled carrot, yeah, yeah, coriander. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, yum. Chili. Yeah, he's all over it. Whenever he posts a new video, I watch the fuck out. So I haven't done that yet, so I'm looking forward to maybe doing that one day. Yeah. I've been making the barn me's instead of, like, getting shit takeaway on the weekends. Mm. It's good, like, like still a treat meal. Yep. Nice to get some cooking in, you know? Yep. Cass loves it that much. She wants it, like, once a week now. Mm. I'm going, she's a fair effort. I like it on Saturdays. Yeah. She's putting in it. Yeah, I'm going, work. Like, to get a pork belly, perfect, and then plus all the shit, Vietnamese rolls, she's... That has got a bit of... Well, it's, it's, it's a bit of shopping when you got to pickle carrots, fucking avocado. And it's one of those things, like, you want to change it up so you can wake her up at one and say, how good is me bar me? But if you do it once a week, you can't, can you? You put all that effort in to something she's used to and you can't wake her up at one. I'm too drunk, but <laughs> she said, I'm going to wake you up to some meal the other day. Not yeah, the other day, before we went to Northwest. She goes, I'm going to wake you up. I don't know what it was. Well, it was that good. You cooked. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, I'm going to wake you up. Oh, oh. fucking hell. Damn. That's get pretty back good. To yeah, it might have just been a steak. Like we said, sorry for the collateral damage. We we uh, recorded this directly after the four and a bit hour where we pounded every piss under the sun. So we're doing our best, champions. I really want to enter a steak competition because... <laughs> Me too. I'd be probably easily in the thousands by now. Oh, I would like to enter a barbecue comp with an alpha blokes team that we got to select. I think I'd love to have Johnny Austin in there with us. 100%. I, Captain. Uh, and I pretty much want to do fuck all. I'm going to be honest. Do fuck all and just sniff around and watch, but just have all the deadly cunts on our team. We can make that happen. 
Oh, fucking oath we can. I, I just want to I want to do a reverse here and then someone else do the grill marks. Mm. Because I'm not a big fan of grill marks. Yeah, copy. But I, I'd, I'd almost like to room temp season. How much is it to enter a team at meat stop? She is not cheap, brother. Oh, uh, it might be not too bad. Um, it's when you want to sell stuff. I reckon there. we could enter an all-star team and just take it out. Righto. Oh, well, we'll look into it, you know. But I just mean, I reckon we've got the, we've got the caliber of fucking weapons at least. Well, move on, but I want to dive into, is a prime rib pretty much the same as a scotch fillet? Because I think that's what they um, judge on at Meatstock, Quinn. Mm. Uh, what's the actual steak they judge on? I don't know what you're looking up here. It's just the frequently asked questions on the meat meat stock page. Can you look that up while we're listening to the next yarn? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. the actual um, competition stake? What is the competition stake at meat stock? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll play the next yarn. Boys, Tommy, Cam, Quint Eastwood, and the bloody <laughs> It's Brad from Victoria here, and I just wanted to share a little story that me granddad told me when I was a kid. Love these pots. Oh, Fuck me. Everything just fell. Don't put shit on your dash. Fuck. Everywhere. Okay. Just wanted to share a little story with you that me granddad told me when I was a kid about one of his brothers. So uh, this is going back a lot of years. And me, uh, me uncle, he woke up one morning and noticed a little black lump on his elbow. He thought, that's a bit odd. I haven't noticed that before. So he thought, oh, best I'll go down and get it checked out. So he goes, brush his teeth, has a shower and heads down to the local docks. And the doc has a look at it and gives it a poke and a prod. He goes, oh, geez, mate, I don't know about this one. I, um, could be a, could be bad, could be a melanoma, you know. You, bet, you best come back in tomorrow and we'll, um, we'll get some tests done and we can get it checked out so you know for sure. So off he, off he goes back home, stressful drive home, gets in, says to the missus, look, Darla, this could be bad, you know, it could be melanoma. Well, I don't know what we'll do here and... Anyway, long arvo, and he gets into bed that night, gets bugger all asleep, and wakes up in the morning. Goes and hops in the shower, ready to sort himself out so he can go up the docks again. And while he's in the shower, giving himself a scrub, a little thing fell off. Fell on the floor. So he's gone down, picked it up, and he had a close look at it. It was fucking licorice. Oh. He didn't, he'd been eating licorice the day before, and fucking lent on it with his elbow. <laughs> And it got stuck there. Oh. Lasted two showers and a day and a half. <laughs> so anyway, moral of the story, fellas. Don't eat licorice. Yeah, uh, notice something odd, go and get it checked out. And a taste test doesn't hurt either. All right, stay out of yourselves. Uru. Oh, that'd be something I'd do. It's not telling me the actual cut, brother. Nah. Um, a big thing we thought uh, Mir had at Northwest, like big temps throwing up. All that come on real quick was a uh, tick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everyone said, oh, you won't get them over the arm. But then someone, there was a nurse over there going, oh, no, we've found a few on our kids right down the southern end. Yeah, right. Because have you ever had a tick on on you before? I've had one under my armpit before when we were out at uh, Ruby Vale Foster King at an Emerald. Yeah, like, right. Doing the digging for the sapphires. Yep. And I probably got like the massive headache, heat sweats and throwing up yeah, and then found, found it when they probably buried in. Yeah. I think you meant to use hot water you... or something and then use tweezers to remove them. Do you remember how Josh told the one like before he went to interview Volk and he had to get it out with two golf tees? 
Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> and those bush ticks are pretty small. Yeah, and compared to fucked if you get the head stuck in there too. I remember having a um my first dog, old Mac, the old Labrador, and you'd peel back his skin in in town here, and he'd have the proper big ones. Oof. Yikes! Fuck that. You ever had a leech? No, I haven't actually. I've I swore, like swum in a few of the old swimming holes back in the day and that, but no, I haven't pulled out the leech. Yeah, I had one on my sock. I think I had reef boots on down the creek, um, at the back of the property, mm. but never one that proper latched on. Nah, fuck That'd that. That'd be wild. I wouldn't be able to help myself. Do you know you're supposed to like burn them off and that? I'd just freak out and rip it off. But well, I think a leech, you could probably pull it, but I think it's more the... Um, the old tick. Tick, you don't want to break the head or something off. Yeah, right. I no, think I've it's been, both, I think. I've been lucky. Four leeches the, and ticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I've been lucky in the tick game. Haven't been uh, affected by tick. Just mm. yarn us back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go one more or what? We'll go yeah, we'll go one more. One more. G'day you absolute fucking champions, short white cock here from the uh, <laughs> end of the long white cloud, <laughs> just thinking as we were um, getting ourselves ready for a bit of work today, what what happens when you're getting ready for something, whether it be work or not on the piss and, and you think fuck it's gonna, it's gonna be a fucking a humdinger mate, she's gonna be a fucking good night out, like get in the car to go somewhere and good tune comes on or get to the traffic lights and fucking she's green straight through or uh, having your morning shit and fucking hell we go for the wipe absolute success she's a fucking miracle poo not one <laughs> piece of that. residue on the paper fuck that doesn't say you're gonna have a good day I don't know what does anyway thanks for everything you do always good for a laugh and uh, yeah keep it up thanks brother I was actually, th- I was talking, because like I left at fucking four in the morning this morning, drove all the way here, quick shower, come straight in, four hours of just yarn, and then this one. And I was talking to Groper on the way back about the multiple sort of bucks parties and big trips we've done and getting that Sunday with, at Keto's place, just chilling out before we come home. Oh, and I was like, as changer. you get older, you sort of start to realise the things you probably should do. And you know those bucks parties, how it's always you go for the weekend and you always get there on a Friday. And no matter what, all the boys, you always get in the trenches Friday and you're absolutely fuck Saturday night because you're just. Yeah, the big you're night. Fucked. Yeah. And I'm like, I reckon moving forward, we should try and convince everyone to fly in the earliest as possible Saturday. The day So off. you can get first off. night fever and enjoy it and be all about it. Push through Sunday and have fun. People will drop off here and there. And then you fucking go home Monday night or Tuesday or something. I'm like, I think we've been doing it all wrong the whole time. How good was I Gold Coast for right Tuesday, way. Wednesday, Thursday? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it is good in that sense, but it's not because it's not on down there. And you know how hard we try to chase a good time. That's right. Mm. Like it was good because we did the sales and yeah. we had a bit on. But imagine going down there and you're ready for a nightclub scene or something like that. Yeah, but even even on the other end of it, like you normally hook in the last night because it's your last night and then you're all a busted fucking prolapsed yeah. ass coming home the next day. Yeah. Where that Bowen, you know, we went to the races, Sadie had the huge night, went back to Keto's. I was literally horizontal, sipping a couple of beers, having a couple of vodka orange juices with ice. 
sitting in the shade, fucking watching the biffs, chilling out, having a good night's sleep, coming home. Fresh today. Not fresh now, but that's because we just pounded a yarn for four and a half hours. But, you know, all in all, I'm going, hmm, getting a bit older, starting to really rethink these trips away. Not the amount of effort I put in, just the timing of it. Timing of the effort. I can cop it on the East Coast, New South Wales, probably through to Melbourne. That Perth flight. Oh. I was so jealous of Knuckles staying with his partner for an oh. extra one or two days. Oh, yeah. That was... he, he just went, like, it, this wasn't, he's normally a six o'clock fly out and he's off doing something else, but this time he's just going, all the best, boys. Oh, yeah, he did and that he one well. And went back for a cuddle and yeah, two days to relax and maybe a good meal he and got, then flew home. He would have got cuddled and told that everything's going to be okay, be okay and we had to get pinned Yep, <laughs> yep. with fuck all movies. <laughs> and you didn't get the window. I got the McShit seat <laughs> near the shitter. Uh, but, yeah, it's just one of those things as you get older, you just start to think your trips away and go, hmm, how can I make this the best possible thing that can happen? Imagine uh, Knuckles' head noise had a good laugh when he um, pulled Blake out his Instagram hacked. Oh. And he was on the flight home come from home, Vegas. Come home from a big week in Vegas oh. and he was the middle seat. Pinned. And then finally got reception or Wi Fi on the plane or whatever happened, finding out all yeah. the notifications after a massive week in Vegas, which is, what's it, a 16 hour flight? Oh. But pinned in between two blokes, two blokes and just come into service and figured out all that shit's going down. Yep. Yep. 16 hours, 50 minutes. There you go. The man's a weapon. But yeah, anyway, just thought it fit off the back of that yarn. But thanks, mate. Thanks for your call. Cambodian, what are you picking? I feel like we've listened to two yarns and just <laughs> fucking yeah, dribbled. Yeah, Quinn, you're really going to have to help me out here. <laughs> I reckon there's two contenders, but mm-hmm. condescending and Johnny Austin. Because Austin, I reckon Austin's due for one. I think I think he got one on like when he come on as a gift. But oh, I don't true. Think... As a carry on? No, no, no he no, bought no. his live show hat. Yeah, yeah live oh, show. Did he? I don't think he's got a carry on. No, no, he definitely hasn't won a yarn. But I felt like when he come on for the episode, no, we... no, he he has his live show hat. Yeah, right. He well, wore he wore that. Yeah, that I hat. feel like as long as he follows up with the video. Talking about the avocado, bang me, bar me. Yeah, then we'll give it to him. Well, well, it's not up to me. It's up to the Cambodian. <laughs> oh, I reckon Big Johnny Austin. And I'm actually on the way to the Gold Coast 600 next week. I'm going to a barbecue event, Bears Barbecue, and Johnny Austin's going to be at the same table. I'm going to pop in there for a couple of hours. Fuck there yeah. you go. At, uh, one of the breweries in the city there. So I might be able to just take the hat with me. Instead of us sending it off for this one. Well, I'm keen to see what he reckons about the uh, avocado instead. Because like we said, we know he's going to be honest. I reckon he'll fucking love it. Any better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look forward to that. Make sure you go check out Johnny Austin, Aussie Q Barbecue. Wasn't massive calls in this uh, episode, obviously, because we love to yarn. Yeah, that's right. And you wanted us to get pissed again, so. Oh, we're pissed. We're pissed. We're fucking pissed. Like you said, you can't yarn for four hours drilling every shot under the sun and not be pissed. <laughs> and Cambodian's fucking off tomorrow, so we had to drill two yarns in. 
Yes, I got 24-hour drive with a few stops to, but get, to get back for this weekend. Rest assured, we got some fucking cool shit coming up this weekend. Uh, Skid Pig, little sneak preview. I don't know if you've heard of him. Has a YouTube channel. The Met him does a lot at of, the rodeo. In uh, the Elite Rodeo in Townsville. Yep. So coming out of Yandawas, had a beer. And his mate, I'm sorry, it. I don't know your name. Great bloke as well. That's right. And they come out of Yandawas. We checked out his YouTube channel. He does a lot of... Content around crabbing and shit, which I think's awesome because you don't see much of that real Aussie, like mud crab, throwing the pots out, that sort of thing, fishing and a bit of hunting. So we've lined up a sick weekend here with one of the boys from home. We're going to go hunting, going to try and shoot a deer, catch a pig, go throw the pots in, have a good weekend. Hopefully, you know, he's going to try and do an episode and then we'll get him on for a yarn before he goes home. So got and that watch, one to look forward to. And watch Volk grab the belt. 100% will fit that in somewhere too. So plenty of stuff going on. Thanks for, if you've gone this far, thank you, because that was a dribbly episode <laughs> off the back of the two hunch. But hope you all had a fucking rip a week. Johnny Austin, let us know how the fucking uh, avo goes, brother. Appreciate it. Fucking good to be back. Fucking nice. Stay out of each other. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.